are listening to the Vibrant Visionaries podcast hosted by me, Heidi Bennett. Welcome old friends and new listeners. What is Vibrant Visionaries all about? Well, this is how I describe a vibrant visionary. They're a creator skilled in a variety of disciplines who combine their many talents to bring the world innovative, groundbreaking, culturally impactful art and entertainment. They're curious, overflowing with a million ideas, a lifelong learner, tinkerer, and experimenter. They're compassionate, empathetic, emotionally intelligent, usually a little sensitive, and always abundantly hilarious. They understand the value of vulnerability when it comes to telling original stories and creating a compelling, thought-provoking body of work. Simply put, a vibrant visionary is my type of weirdo. These are the people I love having on the podcast and our relatively new YouTube channel. So if this all sounds good to you and maybe you even identify as a vibrant visionary, I invite you to check out all of our podcasts on vibrantvisionaries.com and pop over to the YouTube channel, Vibrant Visionaries Network, if you're interested in seeing the beautiful faces of a lot of the folks that I've been interviewing lately. I also have the Vibrant kitchen there where I teach uh, simple recipes, really lightning fast and packed with flavor. I also share some of my vintage cookbooks and eclectic destinations, favorite gadgets, etc. So that's where you can find me. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Vibrant Visionaries. My name is Heidi Bennett. This is a YouTube video and also a podcast. You can find everything at vibrantvisionaries.com. And I have two vibrant visionaries that I met through Chattanooga Film Festival. They're the filmmakers Molly Graham and Keith Lane, and they have a short that just absolutely captivated me, and I'd love to talk with them about it a little bit more. Welcome, Keith, and welcome, Molly. Thank you. Thank you. Molly, can you talk a little bit about how this project came together and what your interest is on this subject? Sure. The genesis of this project started in 2009. Both Keith and I were students at the Salt Institute for Documentary Studies in Portland, Maine. I was in the radio track, Keith was in the photography track, and I was really interested in telling a story that was not to be was not to be believed. Um, I was interested in a story that um, captured what does it mean when the most important thing in your life is something that no one believes. And I had taken the year before as a senior in college a rhetoric of alien abduction course. So I was interested in these testimonies and I, through a series of miraculous (laughs) serendipitous happenings, was connected to two of the Allagash Four, uh, Jack Weiner and Charlie Foltz. And so I produced then a nine minute radio documentary about their story, their abduction and what happened as a result. That was a piece that never left me. Keith reached out a couple of years ago and said, how about making this into a movie? And I was on board. Awesome. And so Keith, yeah, what was it that was um, drawing you in about this story? Yeah, certainly. I mean, Molly and I have talked a lot about how this story for her was sort of a career defining moment. And it was equally for me as well. So at the time, when Molly was working on her radio story, the radio students reached out of the photo department and said, you know, we're looking for people to, you know, do kind of a multimedia story who wants to do this. Molly, I don't know if you remember this, but I pretty much pushed everybody out of the way. 
It's like, I'm going to be the person on this story. I don't care. I, I'll be, yeah, I want this story. And I met Jack just for one day. Uh, and that one day, and then subsequently Molly's radio piece has stayed with me ever since we were students together. I've told people this story probably a hundred times. And so about two and a half years ago, I was looking to make a new short animated documentary. I'd made one previously that was four minutes long about my father-in-law's time in Vietnam during the war. And I was sort of kicking around ideas. And I thought, you know what, this, I feel like this is the time to make an animated film about this story that I have personally been obsessed with since we were in Portland, Maine. And it just kind of felt like I'm going to reach out. You know, Molly and I have been talking sort of throughout the years, but loosely, but I'm going to pitch myself and say, hey, I think we should make this into an animated documentary. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I was really, I loved, you know, you mentioned the animation part of it. Um, and I loved that. It was so just evocative and beautiful. And just, I've watched it now a few times. And uh, it just really brings the story to life. Um, Molly, what was the um, process like? maybe finding the animator or anything on what um, the animation like choices are. Like when you say, you know, there's a person that's the animator, but you're the director. What does that mean? Sure. Well, what's interesting about Jack and Charlie is that they were art students at the Massachusetts College of Art at the time of the abduction. And so they have been able to do really beautiful renderings of what they saw and also sort of like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they were channeling this experience through their art and their artwork changed quite a bit. And I think I talk about that in the radio documentary. And so we wanted to find someone who would evoke their art, that sort of surrealism that, that their art portrays and that the story does too. But I think Keith can speak to how we connected with um, Amisha Lee, who was our animator. When I was in between projects, I reached out to a friend of mine who's an animation director here in Washington, D.C., and I said, hey, I've got this idea, a different one entirely, and she told me about Panimation TV, which is really a website of animators um, all over the world uh, who are identify as female or transgender, and I thought it'd be a great space to start. It's a, an exhaustive list, which is great, but also it's sort of like a candy store, like, oh my God, there's so many great people here. And I think I just started narrowing it down to about 15 or 20 and then shared like maybe 10 with Molly and we kind of made a short list. And then I reached out to all of them to see what their budget was like, what their schedule was like. Also like, here's the idea. What do you think about it? And uh, Amisha Lee, who ended up uh, getting the job, really responded with not only, yeah, I want this, but here are some ideas. And so Molly and I had a really good feeling that she would be the perfect person for it. And it worked out. And Amisha really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I definitely agree. Excellent choice. And that sounds so fun. I love doing that like for my podcast and I decided what kind of music, you know, I wanted for the intro and outro. Like I just culled so many. It's like part of the creative process. I think that that culling and culling and culling and then finding just that perfect gem. And I'm sure with 
um, that sounds like it'd be a fun process to go through and look at the different artwork and examples of the animation, and then there's something that's sort of pulling you towards this one person. Um, what uh, what kind of response have you gotten now that it ha has it been at other festivals or is this the first one? Um, which either one of you want to talk about like the response that you're getting from people now that they're able to see it? Yeah, I, I can do that. Um, so far, so good. It's gotten into, well, actually today we just found out we got into um, one in Middlebury, Vermont, which I'm really excited about because Jack uh, it lives in Vermont. Uh, and so it's a really great like tie-in connection, um, but obviously it's doing really well. We haven't had a lot of audience interaction because Molly and I haven't had an opportunity to visit an actual festival, although we absolutely will. Um, we're just trying to figure out, you know, budget and time-wise because we both have busy lives and families. Um, but like even from the Chattanooga Film Festival, just talking to people on Discord, it's being received really well, which is always exciting because you work on these projects for, you know, for us two and a half years, kind of a little bit in a vacuum, you get all the pieces together and you just don't know. You you believe in the story, we believe in the story, you know, Jack believes in the story, but will all these people respond to it as well when they take it seriously? And, and so far it, it seems to be going quite well in that area. And Jack is really pleased with it too. And he's, he's who accounts for me. <laughs> Exactly. He's the most important president. Yeah. yeah. And he's thrilled. Um, well, congratulations on, yeah, I'm sure it'll get more and more great response the more people get a chance to, to view it. Um, and what, Molly, for you, um, what do you feel like when you did your initial... Um, Sorry, did you say it was a series or? It was a, a radio documentary, sort of podcasts before we called them podcasts. This gotcha. is how it was. <laughs> what did you find was, you know, interesting or challenging um, or exciting about going from that, just the purely audio into turning it into something visual as well? I think just breathing new life into a story that's fairly universal and, and connects with the people who come in contact with it. I had been trying to figure out other ways to revisit this story. And so I was so glad that Keith reached out. And I think it's particularly timing, timely. You know, the earth feels like it's on fire right now. There are so many conflicts and, and issues. And there's just pervasive social disconnection that's taking place because we're all behind our computers now because of COVID and just the nature of the world. And Jack has an urgent message for, for the universe, which is to stick together and work together. He says the aliens are really disappointed with us and how we're treating one another. So this feels like a good time to revisit this story. And it's nice to see the visuals to it um, and, and to take a different angle on the story. We, we rewrote the script for the film. Yeah, I love the way it finishes up with that, with him talking that way. And it just has a, a sweetness, a, um, an, um, an optimism, and it's um, it's just absolutely beautiful. And, and I thank you both so much for taking the time to talk more about it. Um, where can people stay in touch with you and figure out where they can see the film? The easiest way is we do have an Instagram channel, which is just Earthling the Film. And then we also have a website, which is just earthingthefilm.com. Those are probably the two easiest ways to get in touch with us. 
Uh, and then, of course, at the film festivals, if there's any sort of online chat group or whatever. Uh, but I would say those two avenues would be the most direct way. Sweet. Okay. Well, I'll make sure to share those links with everybody and so that everyone else can check out Earthling, all 10 minutes of its beauty. And uh, yeah, thank you both so much again uh, for being on Vibrant Visionaries. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. This has been Vibrant Visionaries. Again, my name is Heidi Bennett. You can check out and poke around on the YouTube channel. We've got other interviews with super creative and compassionate, interesting, quirky folks like the guests I had on today. I also have a few um, fun kitchen-related things like going through, uh, you all might enjoy the cookbook that my husband found while thrifting that is um, a Star Trek cookbook, unofficial. <laughs> that one's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, just all sorts of fun, funky things. So thanks again, everybody, for watching and listening and ciao for now. Mm -hmm.